All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the DFO Rundown Podcast with Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger on dailyfaceoff.com. Welcome to episode 24 of the DFO Rundown. I'm Jason Greger, and uh, we have a special co-host today, uh, Jamie McLennan. We know him as Noodles, of course, former NHL analyst on uh, TSN. You're filling in for Frank, who, who got his second shot, Jamie, and you no, know, he, he's claiming he's under the weather, so I'm, I'm sure he won't be here in the end of this for a while. <laughs> well, that's at least good. That's good news that he got a second shot. Uh, we all have our fingers crossed that everyone will be getting ours uh, in Canada sooner than later. So, um, yeah, it's good. We're I, I hope that we're on the road to recovery. I know it seems a little bit longer than everyone uh, wants to, but uh, uh, I'm jealous. I talked to friends south of the border who've had both shots and are somewhat living their lives normal and I think we're getting there so uh, I don't want to give Frank too much heck but uh, you want to call him a bit soft is that what you're saying you want yeah, to say yeah maybe like, you know like all right just, fair enough just, you know <laughs> a little bit like you know Philly cheesesteak right there I don't know we'll see exactly but, yeah no, I'll be waiting uh, I got shot number one I'm waiting for uh, number two so that's uh, nice to see yeah. and uh, hopefully more people get their shots and then we're back uh, to normal now speaking of normal noodles um, you're a goalie, so I don't know if we ever yep. say you're completely normal, but you've watched every game, every game of, uh, of the North division this year. And a lot of the, uh, the American ones in a normal, is this normal for you or is this year just different? Um, it's a little bit different. I do watch, uh, like during the, the season, if it was an 82 game season, I minimum watch two games a night. Like I'll watch an early one, late one. Like that's always uh, been my my thing. So I usually watch anywhere from 
about 700 games a year, like, you know, in, in an 82 game season this year, um, I've made, yeah, you know, a conscious effort to watch every game the Canadian teams have played. But just because I think it's, you know, we're so schooled in it. it. It is a little bit annoying. You're like, okay, you know, Winnipeg, Edmonton again, or Toronto and, and Montreal for the eighth time. But, you know, you get to know the players. But that being said, so I've watched all the Canadian games. Now I'm like, okay, who plays for Arizona? Like, I better watch. So I've made a conscious effort on, you know, maybe other people are watching a Blue Jays game. I'm watching Arizona-San Jose play and like trying to figure out some of the names that have been infused into the lineup, that type of stuff. So I think it's good research, but it's also good to keep your mind fresh of like, Hey, there is a league going on South of the border and there's some pretty good teams down there. I know everyone's like, Hey, the Maple Leafs and you know, the Oilers and Winnipeg and, but you're like, Oh yeah. Uh, Vegas is a really good team. That's won 10 games in a row. Might want to pay attention to them and Colorado and, you know, there's some St. Louis isn't going away. Like there's some, some teams that are really strong south of the border. So I want to make sure I'm up to speed on them, that they don't just surprise a Canadian team and go, oh, we didn't really know they were good uh, come conference finals. I, I can tell you, I have watched more Minnesota games in my life this yeah. year. Right now, they're a good team, but um, you know, I, I watched a lot of the West, obviously, because my nephew in San Jose. So, yeah. but I, I've watched more. I find I'm watching more. I've got the NHL package at home. Uh, I've got it on, and it's. I actually quite like it because I kind of like seeing the same teams over and over. Like you watch, you know, I expect the Flyers to be better. I'm still stunned. I, every time I turn the TV on, yeah. it's a Flyers game. I'm like, how is this team so bad? I don't get it. Dang, and yeah. um, meanwhile, like the Pittsburgh Penguins, I don't know about you, Noodles, but. They're the biggest surprise to me this year. I watched yeah. the Penguins game. They're super fast. Obviously, they still got Crosby's pretty good, but they've got so many other guys on that team that that excel. That like that division, it, it really excites me. Maybe more than any division, to be honest. Because Washington, I've all I'm a huge Ovechkin fan. I've always loved Ovechkin. I like goals. Um, right. Then then you look at at uh, Pittsburgh, the Boston trades. You know, Taylor Hall comes there, and uh, evidently all the uh, all the experts who claim that the Hall still wasn't good, uh, you know, there's probably a big lots of crow that they're eating uh, because yeah. him and David Krejci, you know, like you talk about fits for guys. Krejci and Hall have been like a perfect marriage right now. Yeah, but I think what it is is when you think of Boston, you just think of that top line, and yeah. you're like, okay, that top line just carries them the top heavy. The guy who makes the most money on that team just from the salary structure is Krejci, which is yeah. crazy, but. He is such an underrated player, undervalued because everyone focuses on Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, and so they should. That's a star. That's a that is a star heavy team from the top. But Krejci, I think, when you look at the success of that team, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can play with anybody because he is so valuable. He's never been a fast player, but he's such a cerebral player. He's so smart. He's got great hands and. And they put him out in any situation. And that's why I, you know, I look at it and I, I think this is an outlier year for a guy like Jake DeBrus. I still think there's lots more runway there, but you can tell he's struggled to kind of find his game this year. But, you know, Taylor's a good fit there, but a lot of the fit is like, hey, you need a good sentiment to get you the puck at critical times. Krejci's that guy. I, I, I've always felt like he's been a really undervalued player. And you see what he's capable to do. The, the biggest challenge for him has always been health. 
because it's never been style of play because he plays the same way night in and night out. And uh, yeah, Taylor's been a nice fit there. Sam Bennett in Florida has been a great story, but you know, again, you look at who he's playing with, like Huberto's a hell of a player. Like Huberto's a really quality player. So, you know, guys who've changed teams, a lot of times there's been that big deal at the deadline. You know, Hall's been a nice fit. I think Bennett's been a nice fit. I, even in Toronto, I think Felino's going to be a nice fit wherever they decide to slot him to play. Uh, teams tried to acquire what would fit with your organization very quickly. You know, it, it's not like, hey, we don't have – 25 games to make this work it's like you know we've got less runway and more pressure on us to make these work so uh, i've liked the fit and you're right there's a lot of people that are eating crow on taylor i'll be honest and i'm not being a hero i thought he would be a nice fit like i just it didn't work in buffalo and i'll I'll say this and i know i'm getting long-winded but i it's going to tie everything together buffalo started the first 10 games four four and two I thought they made some nice moves in the offseason. Allmark's a good goaltender. You get Stahl, you get Taylor Hall, you add that into Olofsson, who's a really good player. I thought Skinner was going to have a bounce back. So I thought, okay, Buffalo's going to be okay. They start 4 4 and 2, then COVID just rips them apart and they never recover. What we're seeing on the COVID recovery is the Vancouver Canucks right now. Like they, I feel I'm almost sick to my stomach for them. I, I did the game. Monday and Wednesday in Ottawa this week of that, watching them play last night against Toronto. Like it's not from a lack of effort. They just don't like, it's not there. Like, and, and Buffalo had to go through that in that recovery. And, you know, listening to, we had Eric Stahl on our show. Eric was basically, you know, saying there were so many things that went wrong, but he's like, some guys got so sick and they struggled to recover and you're trying to you know, jump on a moving train. And we're seeing it happen with Vancouver. So I think Buffalo, it was a tough situation. Taylor was a part of that. I don't know if his medical condition, whether he had it or not, or anything like that. But it just seems like the team got shredded. So I was looking at Taylor's situation and going, you know, I, I think there's more there. He's, got, he's a guy with a lot of pride. And it's been a perfect fit in Boston. Yeah, it's it's funny how it hits some guys different. And you know, Vancouver next week, four games in six days against Connor McDavid and the Orders. Yeah. Like, you know, I I could see ninety seven. He goes off against healthy teams, so uh, you could see yeah. what he does against them. And um, you know, like James Neal spoke pretty openly about his COVID, and, and he had it once, and then he had like a not COVID again, but like six weeks later, he was down for a week to ten days again. And yeah. I, I think this is a year where the teams themselves, hopefully. Like they know the players who have it and and that's got to be something like when it comes to free agents and re-signing and trading guys to maybe not overreact to how a player played this year because of the COVID, but also nudes, just the mental makeup. You know, like I talked to so many players, like you're, we get to do more in our daily lives than most NHL players do. They never, they, they didn't get to go to any restaurants when restaurants right. were open. If you wanted to go, you could go not for the, not for the NHL. You can't go anywhere. And you know, you're not like, I got married guys who are living in the basement of their house because they're trying to stay away from their kids who are in school. Like it's, it's a mental drain this year. Unlike anything we've ever seen. It is. And even talking to the guys in the bubble, they felt like it was like one of my buddies said, it was all, now I know if I like committed tax fraud, like, is that what, you know, the, the, what is it like the uh, white, we call it white collar crime or whatever, like, yeah. you know, like the, the country club prison, 
where, yeah. you know, it's not with the, the murderers and all that, but it's like, that's what they felt like. Like the, the yard was where in Edmonton was where they, the Tim Hortons truck was. Yeah. And it was funny, like talking to coaches are like, yeah, I'd see a coach at Tim Hortons truck. That was what we looked forward to. And one of my buddies is like, I feel like I was in prison for a couple of months. And, you know, again, it, just tongue in yeah. cheek, like but that's end, the scenario. Yes. Low end. Yeah. But that's the scenario was these guys are living a lives to your point where it's a lot different than, than the rest of us. Like even on the road, I've got friends there, you know, I'm in the same city. I'm calling a game with them. I, I can't go see them at the hotel. Yeah. Like he's like, I can't, can't come see you. I'm, you know, 80 feet away from you. And like, haven't seen you or talked to you in a year face to face. It's like, I can't come up and have a chat with you. It's all FaceTime. It's all zoom, all that type of stuff. It is a weird year. I, you're, I agree with you where I think agents, I think managers have to understand the, the landscape. If they value a player, I wouldn't be just looking at what they did this year. I'd be looking at the whole body of work. Obviously you have to look at age and, you know, miles on the body, that type of stuff. But I would, I, I think there's guys that have had, maybe had tough seasons this year where you'll get a bit of a pass going, you know, it was a, it was a weird year to start off with and uh, you know, start over kind of thing next season. And I want to quickly get to goaltending, uh, Jamie, sure. there's, you know, it's, it's such a crucial position come playoff time. You look, uh, you talked earlier about Vegas. Well, you know, they probably got the best goaltending duo in the NHL. Yeah. I don't think there's much question about that. Um, give me your thoughts on Grubauer and the abs. Can he take, can I, he carry them? I think he can. The problem is, is he has to prove it to us. Okay. So in Washington, Trotz gave him the keys to the car. He hit the ditch. Holtby took over. They win the cup. No problem. It happens. Young goaltender overwhelmed a little bit. Uh, he gets an opportunity last year. He's a really good goaltender. He gets injured. It's not his fault. And then, you know, Pavel Francouz takes over. He gets injured or inconsistency. All of a sudden, Joe Sackick staring at Michael Hutchinson, trying to get him through a game seven. And I don't know if you remember, I, I call it scrabble face. So they get up four, three, I think at game yes. seven. And like Hutchinson gives up a goal, like seven seconds later off the draw and it hits the middle of the net. And uh, they pan to Joe Sackick and the look on his face. I think he had a mask on, but he should have chewed through that mask. Cause it was like, this is what this is the what my team is resting on. So you know, there's the template. I and that's no slight on Hutchinson, but he's placed in a situation where you know it, it's overwhelming for him. And then the team doesn't have the confidence. They play a little bit different. So goaltending so critical. I like the move where they went and got Devin Dubnik. You know, Dubnik is a is a bona fide NHL player who can give you minutes every night. I, I still think he's struggling to find his game in Colorado, but they'll outstore some of the issues until he does. But I think Grubauer can do it. But again, that's me saying, I think he can. I hope he can because he hasn't proven it in the playoffs and that they're going to need him to. But if you just ask me about the structure of a goaltender and, and the makeup, he's a really good goaltender. I, I like him. He's really efficient in the net. Uh, Mike Smith's almost the same age as you, James. Um, give me, give me your thoughts on, on just a bounce back season, unexpected, like Mike Smith went and he works with the trainer just to do some core exercise stuff. We haven't seen him kind of lunging and diving anymore. Yeah. He has been consistent all year long. And as, as big of a hero, I was being with Taylor Hall. I am eating crow when it comes to Mike Smith. 
because when I saw that signing come across my desk where you hear they're in on Markstrom and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, they've gone back to Smith. I like, if I was driving, I would have drive, driven into the ditch because I was like, you're, you're coming back with the same tandem that really didn't get it done in the bubble that Mike Smith, I believe, uh, don't quote me, but I think he was 44th out of 52 goaltenders that played 15 or more games last year. You, you would, you're a better stats guy than I am, but I remember at save percent. Yeah. Like he, he had a terrible season last year statistically. And to your point, there were times where I'm like, this guy is doing snow angels out there side to side. He was getting exposed. And the, the one thing I've always loved about Mike is he's a battler and he's a great leader. He's a quality person. He's in amazing shape, but I just thought father time had caught up with him last year. And it just, it was, there were nights where he was getting exposed where it's like, Oh, we can't get that save. And, and when you can't get a save, the confidence of the group is like, we don't know what we're doing out here because we, we don't get that save that we need. It's been a three three sixty this year. Like he, like our 180, sorry, not three sixty. Yeah. complete 180 this year. He's been amazing. He's made big saves. He's fiery. He holds his team accountable. I, I can't think of a almost a better reclamation story, if that you could call it that, or bounce back story than Mike Smith this year. And he's been fantastic. I do worry about the workload because, you know, I, when he tweaked something the other day or felt a twinge and had to leave practice, I kept thinking to myself, like, you know, younger bodies bounce back quicker. So I, I was like, they better make sure and manage his minutes down the stretch here. I know Edmonton's trying to chase for first and, you know, home ice against Winnipeg, all of that type of stuff. But you have to make sure that he is in the right mindset and the right, you know, physicality set for the playoffs because he's been, you know, McDavid's the MVP. I know Drysaddle, but he's arguably been their MVP or will have to be in the playoffs if they're going to go deep. Yeah, the thing about Smith was last year, really from January to March when the orders went on a run and they were like fifth best team in the league, he was good. Like he won a lot of games. His save percentage was only like 9, 14, or 15 at that time, but he kind of made yeah. big saves. The other thing that's helped Edmonton now is Miko Koskinen in a backup role has like a 929 save percentage in his nine starts. So, you know, yeah. you could, you know, I, I think they'll... Edmonton's had a pretty lax schedule because of, you know, all the games that were canceled uh, twice with Montreal and then with uh, Vancouver. So they, they haven't had too many games to play. And I, I'm curious to see how Tippett uses those guys in May. Obviously he'll split the back to back next week, but um, it's a fine line of giving him too much rest. If he all of a sudden doesn't play for too long. So I'm kind of curious yeah. how they work that, but he's, he's been fantastic quickly before we get to buy or sell. Um, the goaltending in Toronto, everybody thinks and looks and say, hey, Toronto's got a really good team, but they got the biggest question mark at one of the most important positions. Do you think Freddie Anderson can come back and play this year in the playoffs? I, I do, but he's got to get playing. Like the, I, I, again, without knowing the nature of the injury and where he's at mentally and physically, I had it kind of laid out in my mind. I'm like, okay, they played – you know, Montreal Wednesday, they played Vancouver last night. Like that would have been a perfect game to kind of insert him home to Vancouver. Now I'm thinking, okay, maybe Saturday home to Vancouver because they're running out of games. Like that, mm -hmm. they got seven, seven games left, I think. Six or seven games. Like, you know, to me, it, it's not like he needs one game and he's good to go. Like this is, this is going to, he's going to need three or four games to feel comfortable practicing with the guys you know, succession of practices, all these types of things where 
not only you test the nature of the injury from a stability standpoint, he's already said that it's something going on around his knee. So we, we do know that. So you want to make sure structurally it's a hundred percent and you're, but then mentally, so that it's not affecting your game going, can I push here? Do you know, can I push strong? Can I go up and down and side to side without going, Oh, am I ginger on my knee? Like that's, that's another hurdle to get over. So he's got a couple hurdles to get past. And again, coming back, they don't have 25 games. So I think it's going to be Jack Campbell's net until and maybe until there is a stub of a toe here or there, you know, we have seen teams that go deep into the playoffs and use two goaltenders. And I mm-hmm. think that's what they're thinking is like, you know, if, if Jack struggles or is overwhelmed, Freddie will be ready. But I just don't think it's like game one of the playoffs, Freddie, you've played one and a half or two games. Here you go. Like, let's see, let's see. Like, I think it's going to be, they're making sure Jack Campbell's ready. And if Freddie happens to be ready that, that game one in that, then, then they've got an option to go to him. But I, I, I would have said you're crazy a month ago saying, you, you know, Jack Campbell's your guy, but he's earned the right. And the fact that the, the giant question mark surrounding Freddie, it's concerning. And believe me, you feel it around here in Toronto. Like, you know, they do believe they've got a good team and they do have a good team. But if you don't get a save and there's a question mark in net and all of a sudden, let's say you lose the first game in the playoffs and the goalie doesn't look good. Man, oh man, you know, it's, it's like, uh, and us in the media, that's just blood in the water, right? So, <laughs> and maybe not, I mean, yes, you're in Toronto, but you can imagine the opposing markets of how they will, you know, eat that up. So it, it'll be interesting, you know, heading down the stretch here. And the, and the other thing I'll add before we get to it is they play their last game, the 14th Calgary and Vancouver, because of those made up games, they finished the 19th. So there's five or six days that of rest again. So it's mm-hmm. not even like getting into groove and oh, two days later to start the playoffs. It's like, Hey, you know, we finish on a Friday or a Saturday and potentially if they don't start the playoffs while Calgary and Vancouver are still playing, then it might be another five or six days before they get going. One last one, Jane, because this is something that you experienced your entire career uh, of you would go two, three weeks without playing. And, yep. and then you'd come in, but you practiced all that time. So what, what are the like two key focal points that Anderson, if he's practicing, and even if he only plays one game, like what technical stuff can you work on as a goalie to ensure that you're ready? Game sim. So the first one is game simulation. So Steve Briere is a, a really good goalie coach. So I have no worries about, you know, the type of drills that he'll put Freddie through just for cleaning up the technical aspect. So, you know, really there's like 20 different shots that you could face, you know, wrap arounds and side to side and low to high and point shots with a screen and tip. So, you know, they'll go through all those scenarios. So you'll be able to feel comfortable seeing the puck, you know, going through, but nothing replaces game intensity, bodies in front, crashing the net, uh, you know, just feeling comfortable. Like a lot of it is comfort in the net where you're not taking a look down to go, where's my positioning? It's just habit. And it's just, it's that feel and stuff like that. It, you can't replace it. It's like, you know, as, as hard as you want to skate in practice to be in, you know, wind shape as a player, nothing replaces game intensity when the puck dropped and you've got to go balls to the wall for 40 seconds, or you're chasing somebody on the back check. 
Same for a goaltender. Nothing's going to replicate. And I know there's not fans in the stands, but when it comes down the stretch, every shot is, is like yeah. a playoff shot. So, you know, you're a golfer, I think, right? So, not very good. Okay. But you know, I'm, uh, an eight foot pot or a six foot oh, yeah. pot, you know, and then you have the world watching it. Like it's a different mindset. So those are the things that, that can't be replicated. You just have to go through that process in the game. And that'll be the challenge for Freddie, uh, you know, right away, getting up to speed in that comfort level in his own skin out there. Yeah. And there, there's a few young goalies around the league, just kind of experiencing it for the first time that, I, that I'll be curious to watch. Uh, let's bring in producer Ty now for our weekly buy or sell. Let's do it guys. As always, buy or sell is brought to you by jock market, the hybrid between fantasy sports and the stock market trade shares of players in real time with other users. If you hear that and think, I think I'd be pretty good at it. Use the promo code DFO 20 at jockmkt.com gets you a $20 deposit bonus. Uh, you guys have been talking about goaltending and one goalie whose stock has been just skyrocketing since he made his NHL debut is Spencer Knight. So we'll start with this. Spencer Knight will be the starting goaltender at some point next season in Florida. Noodles, you're the goalie expert. I'm going to start I'm with you. Buying it every day of the week. I, I, you hear Joel Quinville's comments, even last night. He's like, I'm looking at this guy and he goes, it continues to impress. Now, you know, I think they have the luxury with Bobrovsky on term there, like you can, even if you split the time, but I think they will give an opportunity tonight to play, especially with scheduling now. And you're not going to see Bobrovsky play 65 games. I think Spencer Knight is going to, there's a chance. uh, I mean, I think he's going to be a star in the league. I personally do. I've I've watched him. Uh, I think he's got all the mechanics, a lot like um, Carter Hart. The problem is, is Carter Hart is playing, you know, behind a disaster and he's been a disaster himself. And, and unfortunately I love the guy. It's just a bit of an off year, but I think Spencer Knight's going to be a star in this league. And I think he's going to get uh, every opportunity to do that. And believe me, Joel Quinville doesn't look at your paycheck when he puts somebody on the ice. He, it's, it's who's going. He's always done that with goaltenders and he'll give Knight every opportunity. Uh, I'm going to sell only because I think uh, I, I think it could be split. It could be very close, but I think ultimately Bobrovsky, you know, in an 82 game season, he might end up with 45 starts or 48 somewhere along there. I think it'll be close, but uh, it's funny because Florida is one of those teams I'd never watch. I watch them a lot. I love Huberto. I love Barkov. Oh. Uh, Bennett's been unreal since there. And yeah, Spencer Knight, like young goalies. I, I do wonder if there's ever going to be a change in the mindset of allowing more young goalies to get opportunities. It's more the mental thing, but we've seen young forwards. We've seen young defensemen all the time get in. Goaltending was being, ah, you're not 24 or five. Eh, well, you know, unless you're like a top five pick, but Spencer Knight was pretty high pick. You know, Carter Hart's pretty high pick. Uh, there's a few goalies this year in the draft that are, you know, going to be maybe top 15 picks. Maybe slowly it's changing, but I, I don't think he's going to come in and be the starter just yet. Number two on the buy or sell list. Ryan Miller announced his retirement earlier this week. I struggled with this one. I didn't know if it was an insane thing to say, but he does. He has the most wins all time out of American goalies. So I'll go with this. Ryan Miller is the best American goaltender of all time. Jason, you buying or selling? Ooh. I, I, I couldn't decide. I sat with this one for a while. I was like, oh, I don't know. It kind of depends I, how much I, you value I, I, team success versus personal success. Yeah, I, 
I don't know if I'd put him ahead of Tommy Barrasso. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to sell and say, no, I think he's very close. You know, he's had a really good career. He's a solid goalie for a long time. Uh, you know, highly competitive, won a lot of big games, but I, I will sell. I'm going to sell too. Um, I'll admit this. I got caught down a rabbit hole watching Lucic run him over about oh, yeah. 30 times last night. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the most insane hits. Like it popped oh. his helmet off. Like oh, his he helmet almost him. went into the stands. Yeah. But uh, I agree, Tom Barrasso. I I've always been a Jonathan Quick guy too. Yeah. Like I, I mean, Quickies, you know, Con Smythe, like cups, all of that type of stuff. Like uh, Miller's right there. Now, would we think differently about Ryan Miller if Crosby didn't score that goal? If they won, mm. yeah. you know, if that goal, mm. if if the gold medal was his instead of you That's know fair. silver. Like, I, I always think of that because Miller has a, been a brilliant goaltender. I thought the question was going to be, is he a Hall of Famer? Which I'm still on the fence with, too, because uh-huh. I think Barrasso is, like, I, I think Barrasso was brilliant. Like, absolutely yes. brilliant. Like, so, and I, I've always pushed for more goaltenders in the Hall of Fame because what is the criteria? We still don't know what the criteria yeah. is for a lot of these things. But anyway, so I'm going to sell just based on, I think there's a couple goaltenders ahead of him. It's no slight on him. I just think there's there's a wealth of goalies down there. You guys touched on the Minnesota Wild a little bit earlier on. And Jason, you said you're watching more games of theirs oh. than ever. And a big reason why is probably Kirill the Thrill, Kaprizov. Uh, I'm going to say this. He will win an MVP at some point in his career. Noodles, you buying or selling? Ooh. Well, what does he say he is? He's, he says he's 23. I never believe. I he, uh, he's same age as McDavid. He's 97. <laughs> I know. I always <laughs> joke that uh, I have this on this running joke that I've played with players that have come from Russia and you never know how old they are. So Kaprizov could be 35 years old right now, but uh, he's unbelievable. I, I have a tough time with nine because, because of McDavid. Like I, yeah. I think McDavid, I think, the best player and MVP is McDavid's until he like, if if something happens to him, you know, he tweaks a groin or something like now there is going to be Austin Matthews may get 65 goals in a season. And you're like, I I can't not give it to him. I'm going to sell just based on the people around him. I I would love to to see what this guy's going to be like in two years. Cause I think he's so exciting He's got swagger too, man. Like this guy has balls out there. I love it. I actually love it because that is when we think of Minnesota, we think of the team that I played for, which is just put a bunch of sand, sand on the ice that guys couldn't skate around and a blanket in the neutral zone. Like that's not the case. Like they are a good team. So I'm just going to, it's because of the competition around them. I'm going to say no. Yeah, I, I agree. He would have to have an Ovi like season of scoring a lot yeah. of goals. Like, cause there's like Ovechkin and, and, and Kane and Kucherov when they won the hearts, like look at how many points they put up. So uh, it's tough because of McDavid and Matthews and, you know, a, a few other guys, uh, you know, Jonathan Huberto is a really good player. Yeah. And McKinnon. A few others. yeah so I, I'm going to sell only because I think it's tough to begin with um, to do it, but like he's, I, he's not as good of a goal scorer. I'll be a rookie as Matthew. So if he, he's not going to outpoint McDavid, can he outscore Matthews? That's probably what you have to look at to be an MVP. Right. 
Number four, you guys also touched on the Flyers and and just sort of the shit show their season's been. Uh, They're already 13 points out of a playoff spot for a team that had playoff aspirations. It's brutal. I'm going to say the Flyers have had the most disappointing season in the NHL. Gregor, are you buying or selling? Oh, I'm buying all day long, man. (laughs) I'm buying all day long. I don't even think it's close. Like, you look at their lineup. You look at how they played last year in January on. Like, they had young guys at key positions, and you're like, man, this team's going to be really good they got some depth and they haven't even been close like i saw them playing new jersey last night they look brutal like yeah you know carter hart struggled and and that will happen but the rest of their team like easily to me like i don't honestly i don't even it would be hard for me to pick who was the second biggest disappointing team right now because i might have the flyers first second and third (laughs) yeah i'm gonna buy that too i I, i'll say this more just to, to keep it more north like Calgary might be a team that you would, I expected more at the start of the season. And, you know, they're, they're chasing it. Um, just from a, an expectation standpoint, I just didn't think how I thought Markstrom would be brilliant right from day one. And, you know, they've had their struggles, but Philly, I thought was going to be challenging, you know, right at the top. They, they seemed on a progression yeah. on, on, you know, on the upswing. And it's just everything they have touched has gone sour. You know, I think Kevin Hayes was, was he a healthy scratch technically last night? Like it was, uh, um, you know, they're paying $7 million to that guy. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he looked like he won a contest a couple of nights ago to, to skate with the Flyers. Like <laughs> I, yeah, there's a couple of contest winners out there these days, but um honestly, yeah, I would, I would buy that. I, I think Philly has been the biggest disappointment, but I would, I would say that Calgary, for me, anyways, I I thought they I still thought they'd be battling Edmonton for a, a playoff spot. Yeah. Um, you know, at the start of the season, I thought personally it was going to be Winnipeg, Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton and Calgary battling for that fourth spot. That's just what I thought. I thought Vancouver was going to take a step back just based on losing yeah. the goalie and the defenseman. So I had Vancouver at six and Ottawa at seven. And I thought Winnipeg was going to be one just based on their depth. Um, you know, they, they've hit the ditch lately, but you know, I, I would say for sure it's Philly. Uh, so I'm buying it. Yeah. There really aren't many races going on in the North division though. It feels like the four playoff teams are locked up. It feels like we almost know the seeds and the matchups, everything, but the one race is Connor McDavid for a hundred points. I'm going to say he gets it noodles. You buying or selling on Connor McDavid getting to the mixed century mark. I got talked into it the other day. I'm buying it. I, I just, I worry, you know, last night's game was an example where it's just like everything they touched. I thought they deserved to win. Like Markstrom was brewing and they missed the net on a bunch of really yeah. grade A chances. And then a couple of grade A chances they buried right into the chest of, of Markstrom, you know, where McDavid puts it on a tee for Yamamoto in the slot. He just like, he broke the C. He literally broke the C uh, right in the middle of the chest. But uh, ultimately, I think um, he can do it because of the Vancouver situation. Like Vancouver is going to infuse some players at the end of the season here. Their schedules, I mean, they look like COVID has just ravaged them. And I think a, a guy like 97, if he gets if he gets close, like, you know, last four games, he needs eight points or something like that. You know, he's going to turn it up even more, which is crazy. So I, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Yeah, he just went 13 points in four games against Montreal and Winnipeg, who are both playoff teams. So, you know, he's got five games 
out of seven of five of their last seven are against Vancouver four in a row. And, and I think Vancouver's we're starting to see the after effects, the adrenaline has, has worn off and they are now just in the death throes of COVID recovery. And uh, I like 90, he could have scored two points a night against them when they're healthy. He, I could see another four and a five point night. If he has one, four or five point night, he's getting it easily. So I thought at the start of the year, you know, I, I had him at 1.75 points, which was 98 on the season. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the hundred because I, he's just that good. Like it, yeah. it's funny. Yeah. You talk to, I've never in, in the 20 years, like even when Crosby was at his peak, I never had opposing players talk about Crosby the way they do McDavid, right? Like Crosby probably was a better overall defensive player young in his career than McDavid. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. But when McDavid has the puck, like guys literally at times, like they're like, I can be in good position. And if my gap is not perfect, I'm f- and, and well, that's literally what they say. Yeah, you're right. It, the crazy part about it too is I'll, I've done a bunch of games this year. They think it's a success holding him to two points. Like it's a, <laughs> like the word isn't like shutting him down. It's containing like, Hey, we, you know, we, we ended up beating Edmonton four, two, and he got two points. Like, Hey, we had an amazing night. Like that's like, it's not just like shutting him out. It's like containing him because you know, he's going to get two or three looks a night where he's generated it himself and created some speed or got a nice outlet pass or something or dry side of pulls up, pulls some people to him and just feathers it. Like it, he gets looks every night. So the word is containment with him. It's, it's not just shutting him down. It's just trying to contain him. Like, Hey, let's, let's keep him to, to two points tonight type of thing. The wildest McDavid stat for me, you could take away all his goals. He's still top 10 in the NHL and he's second in the league in goals as well. It's a, it's been a crazy year for 97. That's buy or sell brought to you by jock market. Check them out. Jockmkt.com. They're also on Twitter and Instagram at jockmkt. That promo code once again is DFO 20. Thanks, Ty. We appreciate it. And uh, hey, Noodles, man, I, I really appreciate you stepping in, especially kind of last moment. But you know what? This is, I, I thought, who is the best who could just come in unprepared and knock it out of the park? Well, none better than, uh, you know, an all-time backup. <laughs> Many times you're probably sitting on the bench, you know, having a cup of coffee in between periods or in the first 10 minutes. And, you know, on the rare nights when Kippersoft struggled and all of a sudden you're going in. I want to quickly talk about that as a backup. So, because I'm sure there were games where it's like, I'm not playing tonight. Like I know I always heard the professional say, well, I prepare every game. Like I'm going to play now. Maybe that was true to a point, right. but there must've been some games where you're like, dude, I'm not playing tonight. So would you relax? And then all of a sudden, you know, Kipper or Luongo all of a sudden had a rare off night and you're like, Holy shit, I got to go in. How, how did you suddenly <laughs> change your mindset? Um, one night I, I, I never played guilty. Never, like I was, a I, like to consider myself a decent pro that way. But I mean, in LA, I went out one night and it was awful. Like my morning skate, my morning skate was just literally trying to sweat out some whiskey. And that afternoon I had the power nap of my life. And I'm like, that's ah, it's all right. Like I'm not, I'm not playing that night. And I'll admit it was in St. Louis. So Roman Turk was starting and we're 10 minutes into the game. <laughs> And he allows three goals and Q is looking down at me. I am, I've got invisible paint and I'm painting myself. <laughs> like I just hope that he forgets that he has a feather goalie. And I hear him go noodles, get the F in there. And I'm like, Oh, 
So I go in, I'm still like can taste whiskey and I'm like, oh, like get in there and I allow like the first shot goes in. I'm like, oh my God, I'm praying. I'm like, hockey gods, just give me one, please. Like it just like the adrenaline got going and we ended up coming back and tying the game. And that was it back at, you could actually have a tie. So we tied yeah. that night. But honestly, there are times where, yes, as a backup, you will let your guard down a little bit. I just had it. Uh, I, 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 and that's a, honestly, that, that situation in LA was like literally once in my career. And I never did it again after that. Cause I was so scared, <laughs> but um, as a backup, you prepare differently. So yeah. starter is it's starter routine backup. It's backup routine. So the only difference is I slept 30 minutes less as the backup. I'd watch mm-hmm. a little bit more TV. Um, I would eat popcorn in between periods, which I never did when I was starting. And the, the weird thing, I always attribute this as being a good backup. I used to sit on the bench, and this has maybe helped me with my analyst situation now, and envision myself in the game. Oh. And I don't, know, I don't know how many times I said to myself, that would have been a goal on me. I'm watching Kiprasov. I'm watching Grant Fear. I'm watching you know, all of the great goaltenders I played with and go, man, that was a great save. How would I envision myself making that save? I wouldn't, that would have been a goal on me or, you know, or, Oh, I would like to, that's how I kept my mind around it is I was living the game in my mind so that if I got thrown in, I was already dialed into it. So I treated it that way. Um, but I'm not lying. Like, yeah, I was a lot lighter in the dress room. I, I, I felt my job was to yuck it up and, and, you know, keep the boys light, but be, you know, very vocal and the trainers knew, Popcorn for me. I always had popcorn in the trainer's room. So I'd go and eat there. And so my food routine was different. My mental routine is I just tried to stay in the game. And I think that helped me be a decent backup because I felt like I could come in cold. And if, if something happened, if, you know, the starter was out to lunch that day, or there was an injury here or there, um, that you could come in and try and stop the bleeding. It never happened. Every time there were times I come in and stunk the joint out. Once one time in Calgary, I we were losing to Washington like four nothing early in the second period, and Daryl threw me in, and uh, I made an unbelievable save on Peter Bondra off the draw, like it went into my glove, and I windmilled it. I thought it was the greatest save ever, and then he somebody scored from on the goal line the next shift, like a terrible goal off my skate, and Daryl pulled me back out. I was so embarrassed, so rattled because. Like you're supposed to stop the bleeding. And yeah. I, I let in a bad goal and he pulled me the next day. He read me the riot act. It was pretty funny. Cause he was <laughs> like, I had this, he had this whiteboard on his, uh, in his office and he calls me in and Jimmy Playfair comes and goes, um, Hey, Daryl wants to see, you. I'm like, Oh, this isn't going to be good. So I go in and he's got a bunch of things written on the board. He's like preparation. And he's like, how do you think your preparation is? And I'm like, well, I think it's pretty good. It's like, A, writes an A beside it. And it's like, How, how's your conditioning? And uh, I'm like, I think it's pretty good. He goes, pretty good, B plus. And he's like, how do you think you are in the room and helping the guys? And I said, I think I'm pretty. He goes, very good, A. And he's like, how are you at coming in cold off the bench? And I'm like, I don't He goes, yeah. And he writes this F beside it in circles. <laughs> It's like, oh, but I, I'm pretty close. Yeah, you're terrible. He was so mad at me for that particular thing. And, and Daryl's a very, I love Daryl. 
to, to death. Yeah. But at, at that, and, and Daryl is so good at pressing buttons, but he was like so mad at me. He wrote an F on the board. I got oh. a, an F. And then he's like, <laughs> now get out of here. And so I went and it, it's funny because uh, he just, he was, I thought I was doing pretty good in my grading situation. Oh, I so. love it. It's just, he was just building you up. You're getting A's and B's and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got the app for coming in cold off the bench. So that was one time I, I wasn't very good at, but getting back to the backup situation, I, I think a, a backup has to do what they can to stay in the game. And, and, you know, I had a different routine, but I, I, I really tried to mentally play it in my head. Well, Noodles, I'm giving you an A++ for coming in cold uh, to fill in for Frank. We hope he's doing good. We're glad that he got his second uh, COVID shot, and yeah. uh, he'll be back on uh, Monday. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. I appreciate it. hope things are well. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the DFO Rundown with Saravali and Gregor. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.